Welcome to the jungle, Guns N' Roses. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show on BBC Radio 2. And here's your host, I am. It's going to be a fantastic show today. We've got Lily Allen coming on the show later. We're going to be talking to her about her feelings. And I believe there's some mention of a hair product. Must happen at some time during the interview to validate it. Also, we're talking to a sleep expert primarily to discuss the sleeping problems of Matthew Morgan, who is here, not in charge of any buttons today, because we're inside a little room. Not a single button. Look at the way your fingers are folded across your (laughs) tum-tum, as if to say, I've got no button obligation today. You all right with no buttons? it's comfortable like this. (laughs) Yeah, well, welcome to my world. No buttons, no stems, no seeds, no sticks. Mr G is here as well. He's in charge of poems and that. Uh, have you seen the advert that I do for this radio show yet? With the um, little mandolin thing. The little mandolin thing. You've seen it, have you? Yes. Good, isn't it? Nice. <laughs> do you like the way I do that? Bit of... Very well. Yeah, good and I at doing things. You should see me do something. I'm ever so good at it. You moaned about it, though, didn't you? I mean, what? Well, Did I? to break the strings, you had to have a razor blade or something. Oh, yeah. That was really the most preposterous way of doing that, right? There was, on the uh, fretboard of that mandolin, there was a concealed razor blade, and they goes, oh, so just, like, you know, like, just strum it, and then when you want it to break, strum it a bit harder. I go, I can't play a mandolin. I can't, like, judge how hard I'm strumming things, right? So, like, you know, so, so what happened was, is that the first time I did it, the first strum broke it. Then the second time I did it, no strums broke it. I goes, this isn't a good method for doing this. You're going to have to do this in the edit. I goes, if I was one of the world's best mandolin players, and then I gestured to one, because there was one there teaching me how to play a mandolin, I goes, he wouldn't be able to do it. I goes, that mandolin expert, I go, I go, go on, I'll challenge you to get that to break at the exact point where we need it and to he, break. Did he do it? He done it effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my child could have done that. <laughs> he goes, shall I get her? And he goes, no, don't bother. You've made your point. You've humiliated me. But like, yeah. And also, the other thing that I complained about is that that anonymous corridor, a corridor which I imagine is replicated everywhere all over the world, I reckon there are corridors like that. We had to go miles and miles to get to that corridor. It's like an hour and a half journey. And, and that journey was punctured just by me being like, what, 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 this set better be extraordinary. It better be very particular and specific set because we're going a long way and then when we got there like, I, remember, I was really sulky and I go I goes um oh they go oh, everyone okay is you okay Russell do you need anything I go yeah I'd like to know what's so special about this corridor you, <laughs> you should be grateful they put you in the advert should I yes <laughs> <laughs> be grateful they put me in an advert. I'm being put in an advert. Oink, here I am in an advert. I've been put in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I've drawn, like, Chris Evans has done one where he's playing a piano, and he? Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that he's one. He's sat in an antique shop. The way I was told that it was going to be was Chris Evans is playing trouble Coldplay or something and then like and, and someone comes along and sees him and he reverts to playing chopsticks but when I saw it on telly that weren't what happened he just did it without any he changed to playing chopsticks for no reason and then Jonathan Ross's one is meant to be he's playing well it's Jonathan Ross I bet Ross. you just have I wanted to do that one <laughs> Jonathan Ross's one was like meant to be like voodoo child Jimi Hendrix like he was going to set a guitar on fire and that but I don't know if he's even doing it I'm not sure if I think Jonathan Ross... It's hard to get Jonathan Ross to do something that he's not contractually obliged to do. <laughs> Let me tell you. The woman goes, could you have a word with Jonathan Ross? You're friends with him, aren't you? I goes, yeah, I'm friends with him a bit. She goes, uh, like, well, could you get him to do something? I goes, I don't think I have any control over him. I think he I can... do things he doesn't want to do. Of course you, Jonathan well, Ross. If you tell him. Jonathan, mate, could, like, do, you do this thing you don't want to do. 
come round me house, feed me cat. He's not going to do stuff he don't want to do. He's busy living his proper domestic lifestyle. So we're going to be solving some pretty important questions. We've got a sleep expert here. I'd like to know, actually, how Chris... Dr. Chris Idskiowski, head of the sleep centre in Edinburgh. Head of the sleep centre, how's that going to be run? <laughs> no one seems to have turned up, where could they all be? Etc, etc. I mean, this story is old, I know, but it goes on. Uh, also, we're talking to the World Conquer Champion, Chris Jones. Also, we're trying to get... What, Matthew, I see you... Well, is that official? How's that official? Well, they officiated it. It's been officiated. How old is he? 11 or something. He <laughs> should be. You'd think that the world conquered champion. Be soon... If he's a man, then he's a very odd man. Well, we'll find out. Cause, yeah, because if you've stayed with... Because I remember I was in the conquers at the time, but later in life I came to realise that it was not as good as, as I went sex back indoors and learnt stuff <laughs> in the end. Yeah. Rather than, no, I'm going to stick with this conquers <laughs> all my life. I'm dedicated... Yeah, we've also got the world's... Gobbing champion, the Chinese burn team <laughs> we've got coming in. Oh, yeah, also, we're going to get someone on the phone to explain to us why China are occupying Tibet in a simple language that even an idiot could understand. And why do you need that? Because I am that idiot, Russell Brand! Woo! Yeah, so let's try and get... Who should we get? We'll get Noel Gallagher on the phone, shall we? But if this we is can. A, this is a pre-record, so he might not be out. He might be doing something with a nappy. I don't know what goes on with babies. Uh, but to celebrate Noel Gallagher's baby and to celebrate life in general, let's play the new Oasis single, the name of which... What's it called? Lord, Lord don't, don't slow, slow me down. down. That's something I feel like saying to him every time we phone him. Lord, don't slow me down with your trite observations and swearing. <laughs> Here is Oasis's new single. Oasis, Lord, don't slow me down, I believe it's called. <laughs> there they are, they've gone all sort of rock and roll country-fied there. It's very odd. Where's Liam? Yeah. What's Noel done with Liam? Where you put Liam? Have you seen Liam on the front of, I don't know if it's Q or something? What does he look like? Airbrushed and looks like a woman. They've airbrushed him, the... he looks odd. Why do they do that to Liam? He looks really weird. Does he? What, like, sort of like, all, like a uh, manga character? Sort a of bit like that, but he looks like he's sort of, um, all sort of dusty and silky. Yeah. And he's like, sort of craning up as if a he was too short bird. for the, yeah. <laughs> craning up, all dusty, silky, too short baby bird Gallagher. Yeah. That's no good. No wonder Noel's not letting him do that song. He sounds like he's deteriorated into a statue. <laughs> <laughs> sounds extraordinary. That's quite good, that song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Don't tell Noel. Don't, what, don't tell Noel that we think it's good? No. Let's tell him we think it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so we heard your song, it's rubbish. If that baby you've produced is anything like that song you've produced, get it straight down the hospital. Something might advise you. No, it won't be. I love that child already, even though I ain't even looked at it or nothing. Time now for my regular item, gay! My name is Alex, says a gay lad. Oh, my name's Alex and I He's attend college. Oh, well, be careful, Matt, because your prejudice is what causes a lot of pain. I'm currently attending college. My life's pretty much great apart from one thing. Everybody at college assume that I'm gay because my best friend is. However, I'm not. Hold on, he's saying he's not gay. Interesting, we'll get to the bottom of this. 
I'm slightly bouncy and energetic, much like yourself, which I don't think helps my masculinity, how dare you. As you might imagine, with most people assuming I'm gay, I'm finding it hard to get a girlfriend, and this is where I thought you could advise me. You don't seem to have trouble getting girls, even though you have an eccentric personality like mine. Could you please tell me how to enforce my masculinity? From Alex, 17, at college. <sighs> well, turns to me like you are gay. Bouncing about, all full <laughs> of energy. Get to grips with the true facts about yourself, Alex, is what I'd say. Accept yourself. As a gay, get out there, be all nice and gay. Matt, any advice? I think things have moved on since even the time when I was at college. Why? Well, no one admitted to being gay. Didn't they? And that was at art college. Bloody hell, they must have been some gays at art college, mustn't there? Probably. Of course there were. Must have been a few. You were there for a kick I think things are much more <laughs> open and free now, and that's yeah. lovely. Because he's good, got a gay, his best mate's gay. Who I used to like was Simon Amstel's boyfriend. Do you remember, like, I think they split up now, so Simon probably upset we've mentioned it. But that lad, every time I saw him, I used to think, I could be gay if it was with him. <laughs> 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 because he was like a girl. He was so good looking and pretty. He was very good looking. He looked but... like a drawing. He didn't look like a real person. If Liam looks anything like that on the front of that queue, I'm going to turn my attention to him. <laughs> because he was like, he was like a little drawing. I liked him. He was like a little drawing. <laughs> He's like a little drawing. You were like a little drawing. You were like a little drawing. Why don't you lift up your petticoat and show me what all the fuss is about? What, uh, so would you, if he, like, mm. well, he's single now, probably. That's true, isn't it? You but... can't date with him. All right, go on a date with a man, you say, for my new item. Gay! Yeah, it could be interesting. I wonder what happened, because I think about it. When you think of girls getting off of each other, you think, well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's All brilliant. Girls All girls do it, and if they don't do it, they want to do it, and they should do it. <laughs> but men, there's more of a taboo, isn't there? Particularly if you're not a gay man, obviously. If you're a gay man, there's no taboo there. Go for it. Get amongst it. But for us heterosexual men, it's there's a, a bit, bit of a taboo. A, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah. I hmm. think you should go on a date with him, and... You should, uh, I reckon all the floodgates would open. To floodgates? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like that as an analogy <laughs> to describe potentially my bottom as a floodgate. <laughs> the floodgates are open! Uh, well. Only the first date. That's true. What Why are you, a slut? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! I'm surprised you've noticed. Right, okay, so I might go, you young man. And despite your constant protests, are gay. And if you're not gay, you're so near to being gay, you might as well be gay. We, the heterosexual community, do not want you. Get over there and be gay. I'm only mucking about. Uh, just he be... wants to be more masculine. How can he be more masculine? How... Just don't worry about being cowboy on... boots. Cowboy town. Get yourself down cowboy town. Get some Fisher Price. My first cowboy wellies. Other first cowboy wellies are available. Yeah, I am, mate. And Sharon Smith, my stylist, is coming round to. It, I'll tell you that much. And your family, who came to see my DVD record, The Hackney Empire, the other night, are into my cowboy boots. I said, I think your sister might think they're stupid. But I think your. My family are into your boots. They're into them, Bob and Sue Morgan. They're into them. <laughs> my mum's into them, but that don't mean nothing. She wouldn't care what I dressed she as. She wouldn't mind if you wore a cape. She'd think that's good. You start wearing a cape now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a nice cape. How have you, you brought nice. Sharon round? By gently kicking her with the boots. Gently, just kicking her in the temple. Kick, 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 kick. Kicky boot, kicky 
Hummingbird, honk, honk, kicking boots, they were a product that me and Matt invented because of shared mental illness. Yeah! Uh... Well, yeah, no, I just he tried them on. I was at a photo shoot yesterday in the cowboy boots. First of all, I was wearing my normal boots that I wear, and then I goes, Sharon, can I put the cowboy boots on, please? And she's going, oh, no, no, and then I put them on, and I started jumping, leaping about, and then I caught her in the dressing room trying on one of my cowboy boots. She's going, no, don't they make your legs look slim? I goes, right, exactly. That's she how goes, it starts. That's how it starts. She goes, oh, do they doing girls' versions? I goes, do you want some? She goes, yeah, can you get me some? Oh, you little weed, you little weak weed. I've got the business card of the woman who sold them to you. Yeah. For some reason, it's in my wallet. Roxanne from Crybaby. Yeah. Right, let's get some more of them. Let's ship some over. Let's ship them over. We can start endorsing them. We'll just we'll just march about in boots and little else. Me, you, that gay lad Alex, who we've got the email off, <laughs> just in our cowboy boots, strutting our stuff. Taut and buoyant. Uh, what other, there's a few things we have to wrap up. Right, we're going to talk to that Conquer expert. Uh, first question, why are you still playing Conquers now that you're an adult man? That's important. I've got something about Conquers right here. It is an e-letter. Hey, Russell, says Andre. Andre, really spelled in a stupid way. Andre, you think A-N-D-R-E, little one of them dots that the French do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually spelled O-N-D-R-A-Y. It's like being spelled by someone who's only ever heard Andre said. On weird. Andre. Hey, You're Russell. probably mocking someone's culture by saying that. Yep, I believe I'm mocking your culture, and I, um, I make no bones about that, your culture. Your culture's wrong and should be stopped. Uh... I, well, listen to this. I've just, you just read out my friend Helen's email on your last show, which reminded me when the Romanians were having trouble and they showed all those pictures of babies in iron cots in orphanages, I persuaded my kids to sell their conkers to their friends at school to raise money to send to the Romanian babies. Sadly, the window cleaner came for his money and the only cash in the house was the Romanian iron cotted baby fund. So I gave the money to the window cleaner and the Romanian babies went without. Was that bad? Yours, Andre. Is it bad to steal money from um, little orphan Romanian children? It's babies? bad because she could have she mm. or he. Sh Andre. I mean, Andre could be could have, could have three got, or four genders. Could have got money and paid back the fund. Could you, why have they seen that as they the go, stopping point? Oh well, there goes the window cleaner. The window cleaner's got the money now. It's not like that was the only money. You could have replaced it. That's not all the money there is. It's not like it was a black onyx egg delivered by a magical bird. Oh no, I've given it to the window cleaner. That it was something that's easily replaceable. Yeah, those oh. Romanian orphans used to be on the telly quite a lot, didn't they? What's yeah. happened to those guys? They have one good album, they disappear. <laughs> hey, it's the Romanian orphans. Ba -ba -ba. We still got it. They're like the Spice We're still rocking. <laughs> We're still rocking on our rocking horses. We're the Romanian orphans. You forgot about us, but we never forgot you, baby. Um, yeah, well, probably. I imagine they're not so cute anymore in the media and no longer interested. It must be a new wave of cute ones. Yeah, get a new cute ones in. That's what I do with the my birds. Not just... pretty no more. Get a new young one in. Oh, oh no. that's not nice. We'll dedicate some money to the orphans, yeah? Well, are they still around? Are they still going? They might be all right they, now. They're probably just writing their memoirs. It was a crazy time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, let me take it back. Romania. Anna turned up, <laughs> built a building. <laughs> it was great. She did it in record time. I really appreciated that girl's efforts. No, we shouldn't make fun of that. Should we? Or should... Because I think actually what we're doing, Matt, is brilliantly satirising it. Satirising huh? it. Oh, satirising something on the way in, ducky poos! I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, get it! I think of that a lot. I'm always saying that. Nanny. Oh, daddy. I'll oh, get it, ducky poos!
course. Our brains are idiot brains, if that's what we think about. She was nice, though. She was a bit She had a broken arm. She was like oh, an owl yeah. or something, wasn't she? She was a, like a big owl. And she had, like, n we're talking about the pro programme Count Duckula, voiced by D David Jason. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was a... The nanny had a, a wing in a sling, didn't yeah. she? <laughs> so, we're, always, though, it never oh, got better. Oh, catch it, ducky boos! Why did she not have that amputated? Because it was always like it. So, it was never going to well, get better. we don't know the time scale that the, all the adventures happened That there. might have been what all the episodes of Count Duckula... It's that just might been, been one week. <laughs> one <laughs> week of his life! Imagine the life he's led. I can't wait till his memoirs come out. That's just one week. Nanny's arm ain't even better. Crikey. Makes you think, doesn't it? Hey, ha, life, Matt. <laughs> We're all alive in the world. Anything could happen. You're listening to Radio 2, 88 to 91 FM. What's that gear change for? I just thought, mention it. It's no, a radio yeah. show. <laughs> You're, um, um, sorry. Sorry I'm about sorry that. sorry about this. Oh, don't worry this about This is the new me now. Okay, uh, now, look. Austere, gentlemen. <laughs> Paul McKenna, right? I rang him up the other day to when I was doing my Hackney Empire gigs to brainmatise me. And he brainmatised me all up all night. It's really funny, because he advertises me while I'm in a toilet, right? I've gone, okay. Was this when G was on stage? You're bloody good. Yeah, G was on stage having to do half of that. G said, like, because uh, G does, G, G comes on, does a poem, and then, like, because, like, what happened was is my belt fell off, and then I trod on my belt, and I broke the, sort of, the bit of the buckle, so the belt won't go back on. Oh, God. And I know, I know. So someone had to fix the belt, right? And I was like, and so I thought, I phoned Paul McKenna while well, that's going on, because, you know, I need to be brainmatized. That's done my nutting. And uh, G had to do about half hour of what, poetry. What, did you think... The belt breaking was an omen. I thought that's a sign from bloody God, isn't it? Belt breaking. No, no. can I get through the belt? Paul McKenna, please. <laughs> Paul, you're Paul, never believe this. The bloody belt's broken. Okay, try not to worry about the belt, belt being broken. broken. You're a great guy. A belt <laughs> is an irrelevant thing. We've had a lovely evening. If I see a chimpanzee, I really focus on its nuts and balls and what I'd do if I was nearer to the chimp. He got, I spoke to him, right? And it's really funny because like, he, he brainmatized me all confident and then he goes it wasn't about the belt oh, it's a good opportunity to ring him it's actually funny because G said there's a lovely moment where he's on stage and like people go like he looks to the wings to see how much longer he's got to be on and someone flashed up hands like a number of hands indicating 15 minutes like 15 minutes with their fingers and G sort of went okay and then it said that you from the audience saw him go Alright then, another 15 minutes of he this did one. well though, he kept going. He was brilliant, everyone said he was brilliant, he's a damn fine poet, I'm not surprised by him doing Where very well. Where were you? In a toilet with a broken belt, <laughs> on the phone to TV hypnotist Paul McKenna. <laughs> what could be more normal what than that? What a pro. <laughs> I'm talking to Paul McKenna. Uh, like, is this really funny Russell, bit? perhaps? Yeah, like, what advice? Paul, help me, my belt's broken and I'm just about to go on stage. The heck me empire. <laughs> I'd say, Russell, <laughs> shut up, get off the phone and go and do your job. <laughs> Brilliant, Paul. I like Paul, you just see through the mists of the problem and really concisely solve it. It's really good, because he's like, he goes, OK, as Prince, put your being in your stomach, count yourself he down. Always says Remember that. your confidence, uh, imagine your confidence rising. OK, what's your confidence at now? If you put your one confidence to in your stomach, then it starts rising, it's going to go back to your head. Yeah, but you're still some left in the stomach, mate, and now. It's not all gone, has it? Right, but it's really funny, because he really talks me up, right? He does all that. OK, you imagine yourself doing it. Imagine yourself, the gig going very well. OK, now I want you to brighten the colour on that. OK, I want you to enhance the size of it and all these techniques. Right, and then he goes, right, and then he ends, yeah, he neurolinguistically neuro programs my brain. And then he goes, 
Right, and I go, oh, thanks, Paul, thanks. Right, I better go on, because, like, you know, and I'm about to say, gee, he's been on stage for an hour doing poems. He's, he's started to do poets, the poems that ain't his now. He's doing <laughs> Shelley and Roald Dahl. He's doing revolting rhymes now. And Byron mixing them up. Right, and then you go, like, so he finishes that, and it's really fake, because it's a really particular mood, OK, Russell? You're going on stage. Make sure you're ready for it. I go, thanks, Paul. I could do right, that for you. Thanks, Paul, I'm ready, I'm ready. He goes, actually, Russell, I bumped into someone the other day. <laughs> it was the first voice that was ever on Radio 2, and, it, like, I was talking to him. It's like some the first ever broadcast on Radio Two. I can't remember his name. Someone in there will know. And he goes, uh, and he goes, uh, oh, I heard, he goes, yeah, I was on Russell Brand's show, and he was talking to me about having sex with a monkey. And this person, he said that on Radio <laughs> Two. I was all disgusted and appalled. What did I start? <laughs> yeah, he felt like a Frankenstein. I've created a monster. <laughs> that was not my intention. <laughs> yeah, it's proper funny. Ain't see, it? I'm going to start brainmatizing people. Who are you going to brainmatize? Anyone. Now? Anyone, you say? Well, how are you going to do it? Imagine you your being is in your stomach. Imagine you've got an owl with a broken arm looking after you. <laughs> She's looking out for you. When she will you... get it. <laughs> don't when... worry. That arm's not better yet, but don't worry, because this all happened in one afternoon <laughs> in a crazy September in the 80s. Bye! I'd like to know the timescales, cartoons were meant to have happened in. Yeah, so would I. Because uh, let's think about it. Danger Mouse, another David Jason voice cartoon. A lot went on in those days. Mm. I mean, but yeah, again, you seldom see them just going to bed or getting up in cartoons. So they focus got... on the the good stuff. Don't they, they do. Thundercats. I never. They were actually idiots. The Thundercats. Why? Well, they were... what was their problem? And why are they called Thundercats? I mean, what's their what's their modus operandi? What's their you know spree? What's their de... what defines them? What they you know lion o leopard o? They were all called stupid things. They all. Yeah, Shitara. Cheetara. She was sexy. <laughs> it was like, that was a girl she one, was wasn't it? She was quite sexy. Yeah. yeah, one of them I liked quite a lot. Panthro. Yeah. That's yeah. the one you like, I think. Yeah, I like Panthro. Oh, Panthro, you brute. I'm like a drawing. You are a drawing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like a little drawing. <laughs> drawing. You can move. <laughs> oh, dear. Should right. listen to the cramps? Good taste. Yeah! Alright, let's listen to the cramps, good taste. I ain't got an objection to that. It's probably gonna be real fun. We'll listen to the cramps, good taste. We're on Radio 2. Hold on, where's the thing I meant to say? How uh, bloody good at radio I am. First bloke on Radio 2. Criticise me, would ya? This is BBC Radio 2, online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. So that's for you, first bloke. I'm latest bloke. Woohoo! This one's dedicated to all you Gucci bag carriers out there. It's called You Got Good Taste. <laughs> That's the cramps. That's them. That's the Good taste. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio Two. You interrupted me and Matt Morgan preparing a very important <laughs> interview that we're about to conduct with. Literally, shuffle your papers. Right. Okay. The papers have been shuffled because we're about to do an interview <clears> now. With you, when you meet someone and they tell you they're good at conkers, well, this is going to put it into perspective. Too much effing perspective because this is literally the world's best conkers champion. World Conquer Champion, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, you there, mate? Yes, I am indeed. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. How? No, well, this Good is evening. a pre-record, so it's evening, evening in our world. <laughs> Good evening. It's a topsy-turvy world where day is night and grown uh, men wonderful. are Conquer Champions. Everything's crazy. How's it going in your world, Chris? Are you okay, mate? Yes, not too bad. Just getting ready for the big event in two weeks' time or one week's time, whatever it is. <laughs> Good. Right. Well, let's dispel some rumours. Yeah. Let's uh, get on. With, let's get to some hard, cold. Conquer facts. Uh, which of the methods that we all know from school actually work? 
Well, vinegar, what I... baking in the oven, freezing, putting them down your pants. Which of those <laughs> ones are real and work? Well, what, what I can tell you is if you leave them to dry out, mm -hmm. so whether that's speeding that up by baking it or leaving it for yeah. uh, a, a month or two, then they then they, they dry out and they go much harder. Right. So, But they also become more brittle, so you have to be careful yeah, of that. Yeah, because they're brittle. Once they get a crack, they're done. Uh, also, right, so you're drying them out, you endorse that. Well, you, you, it's certainly done, and I think uh, we all did it when we were uh, kids, kids in the playground. We but... all made a lot of mistakes <laughs> then, didn't we? For but... example, there was a phase I went through where I looked up little girls' skirts. Oh, right, well... <laughs> that was while I was at school, before anyone wise cracked Not... that it was last week or something. That was whilst I was a little schoolboy. Now, uh, so, OK, Chris Jones, Conquer Champion. Yep. Uh, I've got a few things I want to clear up. You sort of then hinted at an ethos that outlaws the idea of drying out conkers. Ah, well, you see, for the actual championships, you don't do that at all because there's uh, no methods. Right. That's the equivalent of steroids. No, well, what <laughs> you'd be you'd be banned straight away. I think for that you'd be banned for drying <laughs> it out. <laughs> well, you, you, for a start, you don't take your own conkers. You could get the conker when you're there. Ah, what? yeah, you have a. Fresh... Well, if you've got a lucky conker, like it's a hundred or a something guy. They they have them all picked, ready, selected. And Who screws the hole in it? What if you've got they, a technique? They already do that for you. But so you, you might just... have techniques. Ah, well, it, it's, what it's doing is it's making it a level playing field, if you like. So everybody's, <sighs> everybody's got the same sort of conquest. They're all graded. Nobody's interfered with them. What do you mean graded? Well, what they do is, you, you remember the old uh, funny-shaped ones like cheese, cheese cutters? Cheese cutters? Yeah. Now they take them, all them out. You get They're nice... out? You get nice They're big... taking the joy out of conkers! You get nice big round ones. <laughs> this is a Nazi conkers. Who is it? Is it the EU? Up yours, Dolores. Oh, well, they've been What's doing next? this. Straight bananas. Ah! They've been doing this for 40 years now. Oh, I, think, yes. I think it's 1965, these championships. This started in the 60s, the summer of love. Everyone's going <laughs> mental, dropping acid. <laughs> right, let's make sure we regulate conquer contests. Um, this what, what, all right, so how do you get a hundred or something? Well, you don't do that either. You have a fresh one for each game. But these are the best things about conquers, <laughs> Chris Jones. Well, this is the way they play it at the championships, so, we, so have to, all... we have to abide by the rules. Otherwise, so we I imagine there's a chimpanzee doing it, because <laughs> you said championships, so I imagine the little chimpanzee <laughs> with an erection... Playing conkers all for for money. Do you, is there prize funds, Chris? Um, I, I, they ha they're sponsored by um, a, a number of sponsors. They were previously sponsored by Ben and Jerry's, so it's like ice cream. But they they stopped. By I know the what time Ben I and Jerry's are up to, <laughs> dirty devils. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't get anything when I did it. I just got a, a, an engraved cup. But it's for charity, so that's <laughs> the important thing. So not really. The important thing is the conkers, and I want you to. <laughs> are you going to win this time? Well, I'm going to do my best. Yeah, that's Can, for sure. You know, in Rocky, there's Rocky, and then there's Adrian. Can I be like Adrian? You be like Rocky? Can at the end, can you go all bruised and battered, or, or well, almost I've, unable to speak with blood in your mouth? I have come out a bit bruised from from that contest because it's the fourth. It'll be the fourth time I've entered this year. But the first time I entered, I was swinging so hard, I was actually managing to bruise myself. So. Sounds like my sex life, mate. <laughs> first time I entered, I was swinging so hard, I bruised myself and everyone in the room. That's right, yeah. Ghastly business. Well, have you ever got a cop to conquer on the finger? Um, no, they tend to swing around and hit you in the arm if you're not careful. Yeah. Do you ever but, do you uh, wear a protective gauntlet or, uh, like, perhaps a sort of a finger bob? No, no, I just, uh, I just, I'm a right hard man, I just go in there and take it, you know. <laughs> I, I, when I'm swinging my conkers, I'm a half man as well. So, you, you know, I think that's something we share, Chris. Matt, you look like you're preparing a question by gouging away your own eye. What is it? <laughs> How can you have done it four times this year? Because I think, isn't no, it no, seasonal? No, no, no. Four times in total at the, at the, at the competition. This will be the fourth. Right. 
So it's an autumnal thing. On the trot. Right. Look, Chris, I want to know about, like, getting hundreders and that. Like, if you've got a definitive answer, say you beat someone and their conquers a 50er, yours is a 20er, do you get their 50? Well, that's the way you used to play in the uh, in, in the school playground. But that's just not one. You accumulate what, their victories. Yeah? yeah. But what you what what you have to remember is that as you're playing, your 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 conquer's getting damaged. So if it's played a yeah. hundred times, there's not going to be much left of it, probably. Yeah, but it's not played a hundred times because that <laughs> might have beaten that, that might have beaten a sixty or something. But they don't. They we don't do it like that in the championships because otherwise it wouldn't be fair to everybody. So everybody's on an equal chance for each game. Okay. And that's how. That's how it's done. For, we should. For that. We should set up our own illegal conquer. Let's um, set up an illegal conquer league in the car park well, of there that you go. place. You, you know. Yeah. Around at the moment. That's for Come sure. Come outside and do it properly. Yeah, proper old school style. We'll be out there doing old school conquers. Vinegar. Yeah, we're gonna. We're up there with a the vinegar, heroin. <laughs> we've got it all. No heroin, drugs are bad. Like we, but we're like we were, and vinegar's bad as well in the conquer world. Okay, hey Chris, unless you've got um, why do you? Well, I did hear. I did hear soaking it in horse urine worked as well. But there you go. Yeah, but I mean the horse is going to be irritated <laughs> by that, isn't he? He's not going to want to participate in that. How'd you get to that stage, holding a cup beneath an horse? It'd be like make me irritate the horse. It's not right to do that. Horses put up with enough rubbish from us, the oh, humans well, of the world. Go. Have you got any children, Chris? I haven't, no. That's probably why I'm doing this. Right. Go and have a child this minute. Get out there and use your conkers for good. Get that sap out. Get your sap out, Chris Jones, conquer expert. Thank Chris, you, mate. thank you very much for your time. You've uh, enlightened us. It's been lovely to speak to you. That is conquer champion Chris Jones. Thank you very yeah. much, mate. Bye. bye, I love you. Bye, bye, bye. I love you. Bye, bye. Oh, there he went, old Chris Jones. Did you like him? I liked him. I liked him. Yeah, what I've just thought about oh, conquer. No. what? Right, a lovely sort of mahogany mm. outside, and then yeah. that horrible green brain inside. It's got a dirty little green brain in it. Oh, I'm all mahogany, you know. Feel free to caress I'm me. mahogany right the way through. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got a dirty secret. Don't look at me. I'm disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disgusting. You disgusting little conker. Look at your innards, you dirty little devil. I don't uh, know how you sleep at night. Little... Lemon yellow brain. Little lemon yellow brains. Dirty little monkeys. Right, okay, should we listen to a record of some kind? Aretha Franklin. Let's listen to Aretha yeah. Franklin. Then after that, we'll talk, we're going to talk to Sleep Expert. We've got information about gorillas. We're going to talk to Noel Gallagher. It's going to be a hell of a show. Lily Allen's going to be on the show as well. We're talking to her. She's promoting something, but we're also going to talk to her. I see her down the gym sometimes. I know, you told me about this. Mm. Yeah, uh, Victoria Wood. Yeah. Vi- sort of life do you lead? Just the one where I go down the gym with Victoria Wood and Lily Allen. A women's gym, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it is a women's gym, yeah. I have to wear a leotard, but that's a small price to pay to watch old Lily Allen and Victoria Wood lifting up the dumbbells. Can you say hello to them? Well, I'm a bit shy in a gym, so I'm not, you know, because my hair's all tied up. I'm wearing sort of very anonymous clothing. It's just smudges of mascara from the previous night. And uh, They probably I... think you're Janet Street Porter. But why do you say this to me? Why would you say that? Because I've got big, great big gnashes. Yeah, I can imagine you with your hair up, covered in makeup, you'd look a bit All like right, I'll come. <laughs> down the gym, do some exercise. Oh, yeah, I don't get me on that machine. Oh. A torturer's wreck. I'm not getting on that. <laughs> Something you'd find in Chemex, Ray. Right, okay, let's listen to what we listen to. What Aretha Franklin's on Chain of Fools. Well, Franklin. Chain, chain. Chain, chain. Right, let's listen to Chain of Fools with Franklin Russell Brand Room's Room 2. <laughs> Train of Fools, Aretha Franklin, Russell Brand, Radio 2, I'm here with Matt Morgan. Uh, what do you think that Chain of Fools is, do you suppose? Well, G reckons it's a chain of 
ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends all... Well, that they was a chain of fools. Yeah. But uh, to me, it sounds like, you know, British Bulldog can have an old hand. Yeah, they're know? a chain of fools. Yeah, going, <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, you idiot. Running around. Where are you going, British Bulldog? I thought it was about British Bulldog, to tell you the absolute truth, Matt. I mean, I don't want to undermine you. Have you seen this, Russell, says Luke? A 24-year-old man has married an 82-year-old woman. Do you think that's right? Well, let's find out. <clears throat> 24-year-old man has married a woman, 58 years his senior. The groom, Ronaldo Wavchek, told reporters after the ceremony in Santa Fe, Northern Argentina, I've always liked mature ladies. Who like your nan? Because you've not had long enough to meet any one of them. He added, I don't care what people say. M me and my bride, Adelpha Volpez, are planning to travel to Rio for our honeymoon. Asked if their marriage was purely spiritual, Mr Volpez laughed and replied, there is going to be more. Ooh, that's chilling. Laugh. There is going to be more. Ah, 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 there is going to be more, mucho more, ah, 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 I got the cravings for you, young man. The couple were married in a civil service, not that civil, it's disgusting, after several years of engagement, it's taking a risk, wouldn't it, because if you're ma engaged to an 80-odd-year-old woman, for God's sake, get married, get your hands on a treasure chest, <laughs> is what I'll say, before it slams shut. The couple were married in a civil service. Uh, they later walked through the local church, <laughs> surrounded by reporters. What's the point in that? <laughs> just walked through, through it. it. Hey, look at this place. There's no <laughs> such thing as Jesus. <laughs> it's just like they were taunting the idea of Christianity. <laughs> Their love blossomed when Mr. Wavchek went to live with her after his mother's death when he was 15. He was vulnerable. Mother replacement. It's a mother replacement. He's replaced his mum with a great big old cupboard. He said he admired his new wife's zest for life. <laughs> if you're admiring his zest for life of 82-year-olds, mate, you want to come over here. We're living a vida loca. Living a vida loca. I'm dancing around in cowboy boots. I'm half her age. <laughs> Less than that. He, had, he said that he admired his uh, uh, zest for life and he emphasised how special she was to him. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, love knows no boundaries except for the ones that are imposed by the law. <laughs> Them boundaries are irrefutable and immovable, but other than that, marry who you like. But everyone's focusing on him. Hmm. She's a pervert. She is a pervert because say that she was just 72, he would be 14. So, <laughs> that's pretty unacceptable. How long have they been going out? And like when she was, yeah, a few years. He moved in when he was 15. She's good. I wonder when they first done it. I bet he was all they 15. They might not have ever done it. I bet he goes, oh, hello, I've got a feeling in my tum tum. She went, I know what that feeling is. I can help you with that. I can milk that right out. Uh, <laughs> she might have. <laughs> I just meant milk as it's a romantic, metaphor. Romantic, probably. Is it though? What is it romantic? A judging old lady, all old and wispy, all candy floss grey. Is it romantic? It's turning me on. It's turning me on. I've been turned right on by all of that. Ah, oh, good old life. It's just a disgusting load of We've time. We've discussed this before, but you've uh, had some elderly loving, haven't you? Yeah, a bit old, but not that old. I mean, still like the age. 60, was it? Yeah, nearly 60. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it as an experiment for the science project. Oh, you were. <laughs> you were doing it to get on in college. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, careful, you could hurt people's feelings. I went to numerous colleges, so it could have been anywhere. The colleges I went to included Dr. Bernardo's College for the Dumb, uh, <laughs> Stinky <laughs> McFingers, Home Economics School of the Enlightened, <laughs> and Captain Biscuit's Doctor's Place, where everyone leaves a doctor, whether they want to or not. One bloke was just a different now he's so much a doctor, he's killed ten fellas. <laughs>
That is part of life, and we'll all just jolly well get on with it, right? Get on your mic. Now, there's a fa- the fir- first, vo- first voice that there ever was on Radio 2 was called Paul Hollingdale, and that is the person that was criticising me to old Paul McKenna. Exactly, you've just, what, you just turned up and, hello, this is on now. Oh, uh, hello. Yeah, it must have been weird to be the first person. All right, you know there was nothing just now. Well, now there's this. Get uh, into I it. I imagine no one's tuned in, because this was nothing. <laughs> I don't know why you would tune in to nothing, but if you did, uh, thanks for your perseverance. <laughs> and uh, now there's something. It's going to be real great. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be much less of the old nothing and much more of the something that we're having now. Paul Hollinger. Actually, we should be respectful to him, should we? Or don't it matter? I mean, you know, the idea of showing respect to your elders has gone out the window since that couple of Argentinians leapt across the generations <laughs> for a bit of fellatio. It's made the whole thing seem preposterous. Just wondered, Russell, what are your views on video piracy? Uh, well, that's from a person called Stuart Rankin. <laughs> uh, well... It's a crime. It's a crime. Well, that's what is burnt into my video brain. Video piracy is a crime. Do not accept it. This is Paul McKenna. <laughs> Hello, do not accept <laughs> video piracy, particularly not in my videos. Seven ways to be a bit longer in the leg and a bit more <laughs> shiny of tooth by me, Paul McKenna. Um, well, video piracy, I don't think I'm that against it. No. Don't seem that bad to me, but they always try and go, do you know what, yeah, you say it ain't bad, but it's funding Al-Qaeda. And then they used to say, it's the IRA. <clears throat> I don't think that Al-Qaeda is selling pirate videos. Okay, we can make a lot of money, but we sell this DVD of Shameless at <laughs> two quid. <laughs> I don't think they've got time. They've got all sorts to plot for. So, uh, video piracy, I don't think it's that bad. I ain't what if it bite. affected you, though? What if your DVD what? sales were affected? My, affecting People my would... luxury money, my privilege. <laughs> I don't mind, because I think you, if you're a bit poor, get it on pirate. I ain't bothered. You can have, if you're a bit poor, you can't afford my DVD, phone me up, I'll give it you for nothing. You can have it. Nick it. Nick it out of the shop. If it goes to court, call on me as a witness. I'll go, ah, oh, everyone should be allowed that. can't say that. Can't I? No. Right. What I just said then, <laughs> uh, don't believe it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which bit, but. Call on me as a witness. <laughs> you wouldn't even go an hour and a half in a car to be filmed for an advert. You're not going to go to court, are you? Go, yeah, I did say that. Yeah. Sorry. I like your haircut. Is that a wig? <laughs> hey, Judge, are you judging me now? Here, excuse me, Judge. How do you know when to stop judging something? When you're at home later, do you judge what's on the telly, or do you just judge things when you're at judge school? Here. <laughs> I love you. Do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I wouldn't go. So, uh, sorry. Uh, Truckle Brothers, mm, we finished with those guys a little while ago. Matt and Russell, I love your podcasts. Oh, look, at, right, I see you as a sort of double act. I'd like to ask you these questions. Who's Pinky and who's the brain? That's a cartoon on the television. This is from Rosie, this email, by the way. She's trying to see us as kind of uh, double acts, and she's comparing us. Who's Pinky, who's the brain? Have you ever seen those cartoons? One of them's an idiot, one of them's dead clever. Well, obviously, I'm the clever one. Matt's that idiot. Who's Batman, who's Robin? Well, obviously, I'm Batman because I've got the correct boots, and Matt's like a little gay rent boy. Three, who's the hare, who's the tortoise? Hmm, I'm still well, going to be the hare. You're the hare, of course. Yeah, even though he eventually loses, what a cool guy he was, he only lost because he was mucking around. He, he, was a he probably didn't care about the race. What did he do? Go asleep. He ran ahead, then yeah. s- slept by a tree. <laughs> and the tortoise went past. <laughs> you not knowing the story. He's... What did he do? He got asleep. <laughs> he just had a little napkin. There's nothing wrong with him. I like the hair. I'm on his side. And finally, who's Jason and who is Kylie? Uh, they're a couple of pop singers. They was in Neighbours. 
Belly. I'm Jason. No, what? Kylie? Yeah, all right, I'll be her. She's a hero. Russell Brand. Dear Russell, Matt and G, says Corin and Tara. When we were talking about smuggling alcohol into uh, football matches, I had an epiphany. You know those pregnancy bellies that encourage you to stop having sex and babies? I feel it would be a successful endeavour to scoop out the bellies and That's replace good. it with a bladder of alcohol or the boobs, whichever you prefer. Oh, yeah, I'd love that because I'd just do that anyway, right? Say it's not even beer, just get a woman with a big pregnant belly and two boobs full of, say, yoghurt and then just drink it at home. Sit sucking a load of yoghurt out of a fake boob. What? Why would you do that? For a laugh. It's just for something to do one day. It's for smuggling. It's not for just going around your house as a perversion. Why like, hey, that's for smuggling. They're <laughs> the best. If you're not using it for smuggling, put it back in a dresser. It's not like <laughs> smuggling something that has to be... Do you have best? No, nah, not no more. I had it when I was little. Don't, you can't wear them. They're for best. Now I just wear what I want when I want. And I wear stuff to death. That's why I've had these cowboy boots on every day since I've got them. Put them on but in the shop. you have best. No, there ain't no... Well, I suppose what I'm wearing on stage, that sort of stuff, when I'm all trussed up like a Shetland bondage pony. How many belts do you have nowadays? 50, 60 belts. <clears throat> but if one goes... <laughs> Paul McKenna! He's the man! <laughs> Lost a belt? Call Paul McKenna. Change your belt in seven days. Does he think he gets calls? Uh, it wasn't about the belt. It's just the belt was. was a window of opportunity. No. <laughs> Paul, I've lost a button off my collar. Um... <laughs> Do you reckon I should do the show? Okay, something like this happened to Chris Biggins back in 1987. <laughs> Fortunately, I was able to help him, and I'm going to offer him the same advice as I... Oh, damn, you know what I mean. Right, so, uh, yeah, should we do a record? I know, are we just going to chat, or are we doing a record? Do you want to play some Japanese girls, then? Shall they do a punky thing? Yeah, we could play, uh, Sean and Knife. Yeah, can we? It's the time yeah. to play them Japanese girls. Someone sent me a picture of a dog with a bag on its head. What's the point? Oh, God, there's a picture of a dog wearing knickers, Matt, someone so look, sent. Let me have a look at that. Look how enthusiastic you are about a dog wearing knickers. I've never seen this. Oh, my God, it's got a stock in his head. Have a look at that. It's out of control. That's What's going on? Well, it's someone, I don't know who, sent us a picture of dogs in a variety of odd atmospheres. Oh, look at that. There's a dog with a stocking on his head. It's not very good head. radio. No, I'll describe the things. Dog. On, we should put these on the website. There's right. a dog laying there with ladies' bikini bottoms on and sunglasses looking backwards over... It's... That's erotic. It's quite sexy, isn't it? What's he doing It's to like us? a little furry prostitute, that dog. <laughs> We've been sent some very erotic it pictures. It looks like Lolita. It does. She'd have a lollipop in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you want to look at a picture of a sexy dog, do. Glue sniff. Dear Russell, Matt, G and everyone, says Rosie, my friend has recently had a baby. Along with a little outfit we bought him, we bought him some Crayola pens for his sister. Uh, at first I thought this was a bit of fun and a good invention, but then I realised it's encouraging small children to sniff pens and making them little baby druggies. This all may be because they are following the trust trend of their solvent-sniffing friend, Mr. Snuffleupagus. Maybe we should remove Crayola from the face of the earth. Um, no, Crayola it's all right. won't have any... <clears throat> Chemicals. There's no children. dangerous aroma for Crayola. Just give it to a child. And we shouldn't have said that about Mr. Snuffleupagus, because uh, he's not a drug addict. He's all right, isn't he? He's a nice he's a fella. Woolly mammoth from a children's club. He's a woolly mammoth <laughs> from a children's <laughs> Actually, he is a drug addict then, <laughs> and I think he touches up kids. <laughs> That's the only reason he took that job on Sesame Street. <laughs> sue us if you dare. You Snuffleupagus, can't, say that. You have can't to say, we? Take that back. All right, he didn't do that. So what? Believe what you want to believe. <laughs> I ain't bothered. It's up to you. Believe what you want about old Snuffleupagus. It's time for the news now. Right, okay, let's go into the news in a way that I can only describe as semi-professional. Matt, where's that bit of paper? Because I can't remember how I say it. There's the semi part. Right. 
online, on digital, and on the bloody radio, it's news! <laughs> radio 2. <laughs> That was Shonen Knife. You, that was a song called what? Banana Chips. Banana, Banana Chips. chips. Banana, Banana chips. chips. Banana Chips. Before that, it was the news. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2 in a bit of a bad mood because someone didn't give me a clear cue then. And, I, you know, I'm a volatile man. I react to things. What? I'm a human being. OK, we've got um, Lily Allen on the phone. Lily, are you there? Hello. Oh, look at your lovely voice. You were singing along to that, weren't you? I was. That was quite nice. They're Japanese. Sounds like Japanese. They rock. are Japanese. They're Japanese. They're from the 90s. Matt likes them because they remind I like of the them. Ramones. I thought that was a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song. It's pretty good stuff. Pretty well, good song. Lily Allen, I see you down the gym, don't I? Yeah. Wait, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Down the gym, I don't really feel confident to talk to people when I'm in that environment. How do you feel? Um, I've, I'm always confident. You're always confident. I just want to keep my head down. When I'm in the gym, it's no, just like... No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You don't really want people looking at your sort of sweaty bum, do you? I haven't got a sweaty bum. I'm dignified in there. But what I like to do is... I don't know about you, Lily. I don't know what you do. I try not to look at people as well. Because I sort of feel like I'm in prison. I just want to keep my head down, get on, do me time. Why? Why are you doing... Don't make yourself sound tough. Victoria Wood goes there. <laughs> Stop compromising Victoria Woods anonymity. I'm just doing my gym time, doing my weights, just yeah. trying to not fall in with the wrong crowd. <laughs> you, you look quite well, though, Lily. Thank you very much, Russell. I saw something in the paper going, Lily Allen loses weight. Jenny Allen. Lily Aline. Lily Aline. Good, because lean means thin, and it's the last syllable nearly of your name. So, yeah, that's good. What do you think of that bloke, uh, you know, Dave, who runs the gym? Yeah. He's an interesting bloke, isn't he? He is a very interesting bloke. I like him a lot. I went to football with him the other day. He came, to, he came to West Ham Arsenal with me. He's, a, he's like a sort of... A, North Lily, London. I am your trainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he goes, well, what is Bark's slogan set? Yeah, all right, no, don't have a coffee break, come on. That's yeah. it, keep your head up, keep it like with me. He goes, oh, look at that Mills and Boom chest. Oh, you'll be in a cover of Mills and Boom with that chest. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, have, have you heard him say this thing? Have you heard him say, uh, like, to, like, he'll, like say so, a new person will come in the gym and then he'll gesture at you and go, oh, that's Lily. She was 48 stone two weeks ago. Yeah, every time, every time. Does that a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> it's a, I think he did it when I came in the first time and you were there. Yeah, right, he used me as the 48 stone. And he said stone. he was like, what he does with bodies is what, like, what Michelangelo did with the... Yeah, that's did. one. What, Mike, like, what Michelangelo does with marble, I'll do with bodies. I sculpt him. He was a sculptor. <laughs> he clarifies it in case you don't know. He's a nice bloke, though, isn't he? Lovely bloke. The body doctor, he calls himself. The we go there doctor. and get all nice and fit. <laughs> but the body doctor himself can only be described as a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way you can describe him, really. No, no, because I ain't been going to gym, right? I've got a mental block. That's what he tells me. It's a bloody exercise. <laughs> but he's good, isn't he? He's good. We go there. A lot of people go there. It's a good place, yeah, but... It's pretty, it's pretty new, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like... Um, I haven't actually been going. I've been avoiding him for the past couple of weeks. But, Why, um, Lily? Because I've been holed up in the Cotswolds writing my new album. Why do you go there, holed up in the Cotswolds? Because like I a find refugee. it too distracting in London. I just want to go out and get pissed. I mean... Ooh! Whoa! 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 Sorry. Steady! Sorry! Whoa. <laughs> sex words! Sex words! <laughs> Lily said <a> sex words! <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that was a sex word if you have an adventurous, sexy life. <laughs> <laughs> Love the 
image of you just peeing on people. Well done, Lily. That, I actually weren't thinking that then, but I certainly am now. <laughs> All those press-ups are killing me. The thought of, oh, I can just unwind with a relaxing wee-wee. <laughs> oh, lovable pop star Lily Allen. It's really going to lift the whole vibe. Right, yeah. hold on, Lily. I've got some things. Right, there's things we have uh, uh, to say. But what is it called? Hold on. Oh, damn. Hold on. I'm trying to find the right word. The care range. Hair range, you idiot. Isn't oh. it? Care. Care oh. range. Care. Oh, no, hair. Right. <laughs> I know more about the range than you do. <laughs> right, get one. Go out there and get yourself on the hair range. Don't go and get the care range that Lily <laughs> Allen's determined to promote. That has been proven to be dangerous. <laughs> but that hair range is going to blow well, your socks off. It's going to blow your hair off. I mean, no, it's going to make it look great. Blow your hair off. <laughs> Lily, you're crap. You're a worse spokeswoman for a hair range. No, it's really brilliant. I mean, look at the papers and how good my hair looks. I might as well have Patrick Stewart promoting their products. <laughs> Hello, I, that's, I put it on my bonds every day. And that's why I've got a lovely shining scalp. <laughs> Lily Allen and the bronze satin hair range. There, yeah, we've promoted its brain out now. Right, come on, let's now do some of these questions that are on a nice little list. Lily's been touring so hard. You can't tour hard. Yes, what? you can, Russell, you can tour hard. What I've do you been mean? on tour for a year and a half, What's touring it? pretty damn hard. Just sounds like you're straining during the, a coach journey. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going touring. Oh, this is a tour. <laughs> it's not just coaches, all right? It's planes, it's... Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's oh, my life. Oh, you're like Florence Nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. She was ordered by a doctor to take two weeks off in August. Who was it? The body doctor? Take a couple of weeks <laughs> off, love. Do some sit-ups. No, it was uh, actually Dr. Edlinger. <laughs> Is that how he talks to you? Pretty much. He's actually a really friendly guy. He, he's, 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 he calls me a lot and... Um, do you reckon they try and trick us, posh doctors? My yeah, mate... definitely, but I'm well up for being tricked. I like spending my money on my health. Because my mate Matt, right, who I do this radio show with, he says that I get ripped off when I go down my doctors. He says I buy totally bonkers things. Off. Yeah, but I like it because you just feel like you're being looked after. What do you think? All, you've all ever... you need in life, really. Yeah, I suppose so, Lily. But like, have you ever got any medical thing and thought, actually, this can't be working? Um, no, I have been told that I've broken a bone in my wrist, though. I went for an x-ray there the other day, and um, which was quite fun, actually. You liked it? Yeah, I quite liked the x-ray. Did you get to see the x-ray after? It was a posh x-ray. I mean, it was a change from the, you know, the days when I used to go down the NHS and, um, and go and wait for about seven hours. Why well, often do you break bones? What, are you a stunt woman? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, Basically, there goes Russell. another shin. I'll tell you what it was. It was one morning when I'm quite, I kind of like throw myself around a bit when I'm in bed. I mean, sleeping. <laughs> When I sleep, I find myself around it. I woke up one morning mm. and my, my, I usually throw my hands up in the air and it, I hit my wrist on the, on the wall behind my bed oh. and shattered one of the bones in it. And because it. I didn't do anything about it for two years, it's kind of grown itself back but wider than it should be. This mm. is really interesting, isn't you it? You could be a superhero. Yeah, it is quite interesting actually because we've got a sleep expert coming on the phone later. He's called something like Dr. Chris Diddly I Chai Diddly I Chai Ski. <laughs> And eat with, because we've got a lot of sleep-related problems. So you know how some people in the middle of the night, they'll do something weird, like get up and do a painting? Oh, can I tell you, can I tell you something really funny? Yeah, of course you can. A few, a few weeks ago, um, my mum had this friend of hers to stay. Mm. And so I, I was meant to sleep on the sofa because her friend was staying in my bed. Oh. But I, it just got too much and the dog was down. It was just a bit of a nightmare. So I was just like, whatever, I'll go and get into my mum. Yeah. So I went upstairs and got into bed with my mum. And she said, I woke up in the middle of the night and sat up straight and went... 
Well, you certainly won't be getting that promotion now, will you, Sergeant? <laughs> <laughs> You're appearing in two Ronnie sketches in your sleep. <laughs> four candles, four candles. Why are you doing sketches in your sleep, really? I have no idea. I and mean, I said I'll just lay straight back down again. And I just thought, well, you certainly won't be getting that promotion now, will you, Sergeant? We're going to really, fo- like, sort of posh and hearst voice. That's brilliant that you did that. Well, do you know what? We're talking to uh, this sleep expert later. We'll ask him why you did that. So when this radio show's on the radio in, on Friday night, if you're not really touring hard, Saturday night, Saturday night, that's when our radio show's on. People have to remind me what actually happens in the world. Well, you should listen to this radio show because we're going to ask about your problem. Okay. Why, why would anyone in the dead of night, in the midst of sleep, shatter their wrist in, then go... Oh, no, this parrot's merely resting. <laughs> Whatever it was you came out with, you're certainly not going to get that promotion now, Sergeant. Right, OK, we've asked you loads of questions, really. Yeah. We could go on phrases. I don't ask about that third nipple, because when I think about that, it makes me feel unusual. Okay. Uh, it's been cancelled out by the weeing, let me tell you. OK. She's got her own fashion range, new look hair and care range. Oh, it does say hair and care there, but... OK, hair uh, care range. Hair, it's care. hair care. range. It's a hair care range for care bears. It's a hair care bears. <laughs> yeah, why not? Although I think it might be somewhat nullified well, by... Why don't we start the... a band, Russell? You and me, we can be called the Hair Care Bears. All right, I'm up for it. As Go long on. as, for to close the show, I get to wee all over your hair, okay. rinsing away all those ridiculous products. <laughs> I think it might be really nice. Sounds lover-wee. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the headline. There's the headline. Lover-wee chat between Lily Lean and Russell Bree-wee and... Yeah, that could work. Bree-urin and... Okay, Lily, it's lovely talking to you. You're an upbeat, lovely woman. Good luck with all your records, wrists, sketches, hair I'll ranges. See you down the gym. See you down that gym, baby. <laughs> oi, oi, no tea breaks, no tea breaks, love. Oh, crikey, yeah, you were 48 stone last week. That's the body doctor for you. Get yourself fit and healthy like me and Lily Allen. Lovely to talk to you, darling. Bye. Bye. There she goes, old Lily Allen. Oh, I like her. It's She's nice, lovely, isn't she? She's only young, living her life, 24 or something, can't she? It's nice. Right, so there you go. We've asked about the air care range, the care bear bunch. Everything's you under complete control. should have a hair control. care range. I should, shouldn't I? Where's my range? Do some sort of range. I ain't got a range. What products you got these days? I no range. Some stuff for sale at, the, at mm. your gigs. What? Oh yeah, my what? products. What well, have you got? They didn't do the products I suggested. I wanted condoms, knickers, baby bibs. In <laughs> 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 case the condoms and the knickers don't work, you know. Uh, just things like normal things, but mugs, t-shirts. People don't buy baby bibs. Why don't they? What if they've got a baby? Or yeah, you've got them nephew and nieces. Like making your market too small. Am I? T-shirts. T-shirts, right. Actually, while we're on the subject, do you remember, like, I know we go on about this sort of thing too much, really, and in a minute we'll talk about, uh, like, Plato or something. But, like, Plato. Plato, yes, him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, but what I want to know is, do you remember that programme, Tea Bag, that used to be on our tellies when yes. we were kids? And there was Tea Bag was the woman, T-Shirt was that little kid who I quite yeah. liked. What was their relationship? What was going on there? Because... I don't know, they were collecting gold bells. Mm. Tea Bag. Tea Bag. T-shirt! It was weird, wasn't it? Was it weird. Was that her, was that surreal? His, was she his mum? And why are they called things she like... She was the queen of something. And why have a programme just with things at the tea? A t-shirt, tea bag? What's the point of that? Go on in, name another one. T-shirt, tea bag, tea bagging, the process tea cake. of dunking yourself, doing a little dunky dunky! <laughs>
Is that why it's called that? Yeah, because you dunk it like a tea bag. You th- you're dunking yourself in someone's sort of waiting jaws, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a natural way to Simon express Amstel's love. Simon ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh, little Russell. Simon Amstel's ex-boyfriend tea bag in his way around my body. Dunky, dunky. Look at Nick making a note of things to cut out of the edit <laughs> show. What? Yeah, I saw you making a note. Our producer, our insomniac producer, who's magically decided to get a sleep expert on our show. Did you notice that, Matt? Yes. Why is he, the insomniac producer, getting a sleep expert on? Because of his own selfish, sexist, racist oh, problems. Oh, you're there. Uh, yeah. Could you help me to live my life? I can't seem to... He was putting notes to get Simon Amberston's point. What about Simon Amberston's feelings, you vicious cow? He just spoke in my ear and said, oh, could just put a note to get Simon Amberston's boyfriend on the show next week. You could just text Simon and go, remember your ex-boyfriend? I think he's quite pretty. <laughs> Can I phone him up? Yeah, and by phone him up, I mean sex him up. And by sex him up, I mean, ah, oh, ah, oh, hustler! I thought you didn't see me now. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with your face today, Matt? This You're is in- all sorts- incredulity. Incredulity? That's what? it. <laughs> what are you being incredulous for? Don't That's be you. incredulous. What? Cause I'm you just new... like open the top of your head and then pour out a load of nonsense <laughs> in your microphone <laughs> and get into a cab and think, right, that was good. Another Next. day's work done. Right, now to get my photo done. Where's my wellies? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, should we let's listen to a record? We haven't listened okay. to a record for ages. Come on. Should we choose up. one? Yeah, all right. I'm choosing the next one, though. Well, come on, and look at the list. Well, I can't see. It's upside down. Everything don't make sense. It looks like Japanese, even the ones that are Japanese. What do you want? That girl that goes... Mazzy Star. Mazzy Star Halar. Let's listen to Mazzy Star Halar. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Mazzy Star Halar. It's nice. I like that. Sounds like a Muslim chant. Mazzy Star Halar. That's not racist. It's simply fun. Mazzy Star Halar. Here she is. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Mazzy Star! What's the title again? I've forgotten it. Hala! Hala, Mazzy Star! <laughs> or that girl who goes like that. I like that one. It goes. I like it because we made that video to it once where it was me and a puppet singing, like in a park, swinging around, then me dressed up as something weird. We'd done some weird things, didn't we? We did, yeah. We should find that. Actually. It was good. We should find that and put it on YouTube. It was also, heartbreaking. It was heartbreakingly beautiful. It's a little schoolboy puppet that we later used in MTV things. It was that same puppet. Oh, we yeah. found it down a toilet in my garden. Do you remember, Matthew? No, he ended up in a toilet in your garden. Why no. did you have a toilet in your garden? I don't know. I thought it might be art, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an e. Oh, right now, listen to my ideas before I do these emails, Nick. This is going to blow your socks off, our producer and you listeners. You're going to love it because it's excellent. Right, jingle contest. Let's do a jingle contest. You have to make a jingle, send it. We'll play it. It can't be longer than how long? Ten, fifteen seconds, twenty yeah, seconds, fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. Design us a jingle like for our program. Remember the element elements, not elephants. Forget them. <laughs> although they never forget. There's uh, me, Matt, and G. We're elements. Don't put Mr. Nibs in. He's a spiteful. <laughs> Vicious little cow, and I put him in if you want. But uh, yeah, do jingles for a Russell Brand show. Probably put the time of it in. Good ones will be played on air. Don't put any sex words in, otherwise we won't be able to play it. Unless they're mild euphemistic ones. So send them to us here at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Send them there. Send us your jingles. We'll play them on the radio. Brilliant. Then we've got our own jingles. Probably never been done before. Has it always been done? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to actually do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference between us and them other guys. We want postmodern ones, we want ironic ones, we want good ones. So, Russell.brand at BBC.co.uk. Go enter. Enter. Get your brother in there. He done our theme tune, didn't he, young He's, John Morgan? Uh, broken his leg, and we say, get well soon. Get well, you leg-breaking nits. Yeah, actually, your, uh, your mum told me he broke his leg. What was he doing? Same. Playing rugby. If you're going to do things like that, it's going to hurt. Don't play rugby. That's what happens to legs. They break. Right. Replace Matt Morgan <laughs> <laughs> while he's on holiday for two weeks. Right. Now, you can either... Matt's going away on holiday for two weeks to a secret location. <laughs> Let's just say people there will be wearing red coats. <laughs> but you, you can work that out yourselves. It's a place where red-coated individuals will be in this central park. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, send us... If you want to replace him, then you can, but you've got to explain me why, and you've got to get it to me with in a week, russell.brand, bbc.co.uk, care of old Nick Phillips, the producer of the radio show, he will decide which ones are best. Probably best if you're a sexually attractive woman. No, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Why? Oh, because well, I'll get put off by her. Alright, probably best if you're a lovely little gay lad. Or a lovely yeah. lesbian lady. Oh, yes, because I come second. Have I'm a getting angry desk. about being a second. Replace me with a gay desk. A gay, like, what? Gay desk, have someone who's going, you know, gay news, gay chat. Gay? Right, okay, all right. Or a lesbian. Because I come second in some poll. I'm angry about it, actually, because, like, lesbian's favourite man or something. It was what? Williams was number one. You Me, and him? number two. <laughs> the most misogynistic pair <laughs> London's ever known. <laughs> Jack the Ripper did less damage to women <laughs> than David Williams. What are so, lesbians liking you two for? Because we're great guys! We're lovely! Sidling we... around, creeping up to birds. <laughs> Sidling. Oh, hello. I saw a secretary, Vander but she was hoovered her up under my bat wing. David, David, I saw her first. <laughs> David, I'll close this. Give me one minute to close. If I've not closed, I'll pass it on to you, okay? So, uh, yeah, well, anyway, so I wouldn't mind, yeah, lesbians, gays, not lesbians and gays, anyone, I ain't bothered. I can't care less. Oh, well, I'll feel important. <laughs> Anyone could do that job, what he does. All you've got Let's to do... press the buttons. I'll do, what I'll do is I'll sellotape... You a should do buttons. I ain't doing no buttons. I'm going to sellotape a pencil to a chimpanzee's head, get it drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and just let it wander around when it stacks into the desk. That's when the song will go on. It'll be nice. So, or you can suggest a like, celebrity person do it because I might could get an you old build Lily in. Allen, Lily Allen rapport. was good. You got rapport. I got a bit of rapport with Lily Allen. Nice, nice for me to talk to heterosexual women on a non-sexual level. Although I did talk to her about weaning her hair. Now I can't get that image out of my dirty little brain box. So, uh, or Noel Fielding, or Noel Gallagher, or uh, Lesbian's fave, yeah, no <laughs> David <one>. Sex Attack <laughs> Williams. He's not a sex attacker, he's a lovely, lovely man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay, so do that. Russell.brand, bbc.co.uk, you can suggest yourself, or you can suggest a celebrity, but one you know I can get. Don't make me do someone who I can't get. It'll be boring, a lot of admin, I won't do it. So, and also, the, there'll be a vote sort of thing. I think Gee, Lily Allen, do it, Noel Gallagher. Kind of, uh, what, li Lily one week Lily, one week no. Well, your vote will be recorded, Matt, but you'll get no <laughs> special privileges. You're the betraying <laughs> holidaymaker that's opened up this gap in the market. because you're too proud to take a holiday. I don't need holidays. Holidays are for the week. Holidays are unnecessary. Work, that's what keeps us great. Britain's built on work. We're workers by I trade. People will understand that I work with you all the time. I need a holiday. <laughs> Working with me is a holiday. A holiday from, from boredom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sanity, yes. Call it what you will, Matt. It's a holiday of tights. I still, it'll probably take me <laughs> about five days on holiday. 
to not expect you to goon round a door. <laughs> oh, a good brilliant idea. Matthew, Matthew, put this on. We're going, <laughs> we're going to the South Pole. We're going to capture a penguin and make it king. Woohoo! Yeah, well, I want you to relax and unwind. You'll come back refreshed. Is it illegal if you went to the South Pole and took... No, they live at the North we Pole. We can have they? what we want out of If you of go poles, to somewhere where penguins live and, and take one, a penguin... That's up to us. Is it illegal? Of course not. Who's going to stop us? The government, the police, our nans. We're going to that pole but is it and illegal? we're getting them. If they're, if they're a wild animal. Who's gonna, it's ours. I think you wild. You just go and take it. Just take it, train it up. Train it up to do stuff, <laughs> give it a fish. It'll be fine. It'll do... It will like living with me, that penguin. It wouldn't. No, you're right. You'd like your bath, it. actually. You've Could got a special bath, haven't it's you? very special in that bath. Got a special lift into it. Help me! I'm wheezing it! Get the press the lift! How'd I go? No, it's not a lift bath. It's a... What is it? A jacuzzi bath? Yeah, it's a sex jacuzzi, I call it. Sex jacuzzi bath. Sex jacuzzi? Right. <laughs> this is from Anna in Plymouth. I just wanted to send you an email regarding camels and what Matt said about them last week's show. Russell was right! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Camels do turn fat from their humps in the water. I should know because I'm doing an A-level in biology. Right. Let's not query this A-level student's half-baked ideas. She knows what she's talking about. Another interesting thing about animals is there's a species of female beetle that is beetle, <laughs> beetle. It's sort of cross between beetle and tea foul knobstick pans. A type of beetle, female beetle, that, that's <laughs> defying Darwin's laws, I can't say beetle, defying Darwin's laws of evolution by not wanting to reproduce and bear children. The only way that the male species can produce offspring is by raping passing female beetles. Well, that's unacceptable, isn't it? How do you little... know an animal is raping or, or having sex? Well, I'll just get turned on more. <laughs> I'm joking. Not really. It's only a beetle. It's a beetle. That's not bad. A beetle what I'm raping. saying is, you wouldn't know, would you? I don't think it's a crime if a beetle rapes someone, is it? Because don't it's animals, a beetle. Like, when they're having sex, you know, it's hard to tell. If a, do a female dog... Yeah, but they like it. Call her a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but the bitch likes it. That bitch... <laughs> That bitch is loving it, dog. Is that the dog. name of your new book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've changed it from my bookie book to The Bitch Likes It by Russell Brand. <laughs> no, that is... Oi, you'll turn off the lesbians. The lesbians are into me because I'm a good the role model. I should be in that chart. You can't be in a chart with a lesbian, you idiot. You're <laughs> sick of them. <laughs> so listen, the only way the male species can produce offspring is by ra raping passing female beetles. The girl... Beetles, <laughs> can't say... Beetles, beetles. <laughs> Beat-owl, beat-owl. Yeah, I'll see where he goes. Oh, Stones the beat-owls. Beat <laughs> I, I, I like the beat-owls, I think, best, because uh, I think they're more accessible. The girl beetles are fighting back, though, and developing slippery skin so they can sliver away from the boy beetles. I find this interesting, so read out my email, because everyone will appreciate it, is interesting. it. Evolution is a war between males and females. Evolution is a gender war. It's a miracle that we're here. It's based on friction and tension. The penis must penetrate the vagina. The sperm must uh. penetrate the egg. Not her. Mmm. <laughs> so it's <laughs> the whole thing's based on friction, isn't it? So is it any wonder that there's so much discord and disharmony? It's a miracle there ain't more. And these little rapist beetles, they're dirty devils. Stop raping the girl beetles. Ask them if they want to do it. Then do it. <laughs> Don't rape, you dirty little rapist beetles! Love the show and listen every Saturday night. Russell, you are sexy. Can you please advise Matthew to have his hair cut because we think it would suit him better? 
Anna in Plymouth. And she a pinging little cow. P.S. Can Mr. G get pregnant beetle into his poem? Sure he can. He, he, he looked angry about it, so maybe <laughs> not. already in there. <laughs> I would imagine it is. What a lovely email. Good girl. I enjoyed that enormously. All sorts of facts about the beetles. <laughs> not the beetles. They didn't rape anyone. Beetles, the insects. Dirty little devils. Right, okay. So we should listen to a record. We've been talking for ages, haven't we? Yes. Remember those contests? Russell.brandbbc.co.uk. Send your jingles. Send your mat replacements. What's up, mate? Funny little man. Funny little man. Apex Twin. Let's listen to that. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Funny little man. This is to you. <laughs> Dirty little devil, that funny little man is. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. We'll have to beep out some of that, I'm pretty sure, because it was a little off. bit salty. Cut that bit off. Cut Stop that bit off. Matt, you're, it's like working with Mary Whitehouse. Oh, cut that. Oh, cut that. You mentioned the Beatles winky then. Hold up. Bless. What? You dirty I'm devil. Mary Whitehouse. Yeah, you're like Mary Whitehouse. You're talking about weeing on people, <laughs> animals raping each other, <laughs> and then you just laugh. Like. Life! That's life, mate. People are weeing on each other. Animals are raping each other. It's out there. We've got to accept it. We're going to talk to Noel Gallagher a little bit later, but first of all, let's learn something about a snake. This is from Rian Owens, who claims to be from South Woodford. Although I was in South Woodford recently, and there was no one called Rian Owens in the whole vicinity. So we've got an email here from a stinking, lying pig. My brother just told me this story. A friend of my brother has this python snake, and it's a house snake. It's got a tank, and it hangs around loose in the house. At night, the snake sleeps curled up at the end of this girl's bed. One day, the snake stopped eating the frozen mice it was being given by the girl. This went on for two weeks, so she took the snake to the vets to see if the snake was okay. The vet said it's perfectly normal. Snakes sometimes just put themselves through a starvation period and eat again when they're ready. Then one night... <clears throat> When the girl woke up, she found the snake lying dead straight next to her, so she decided to take the snake back to the vets. This time, the vet said that actually the behaviour was really quite serious, and that the reason the snake had been laid out straight next to her and starving itself was because the snake was planning on eating her and wanted to measure if she would fit inside him or not. Can you believe that the snake was plotting to eat its owner? Love the show. Reno in South Woodford. That is quite amazing. Disgraceful. It was just thinking, for, I'm not going to bother with these frozen mice. There's this idiot girl that delivers <laughs> them. I like the look of this frozen mice delivery well, service. I don't understand, right? Mm. Because the snake must have, to lay down next to her, and think, oh, just a little bit longer, just <laughs> get her in my little belly. I don't think snakes sure. lay down to see if they're the right length. Yeah, but the vet said that they do. So... Who's going to trust a vet? No one, because a vet, really, aren't they only doing that job so they can touch unconscious animals <laughs> on the nuts and balls? Yes, Why did they you are. say nuts and balls when nuts and balls are the same thing? Because sometimes, Matt, I do something a bit weird, and then the world realises I'm different, and I get a special penny! A big penny! <laughs> what are you talking about? And why have you got a dreadlock with a skull? It looks like something out of Red Dwarf. <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? I made a mistake. Mama made mistakes with me! Because <laughs> I I thought, right, I was in the, having this air done, and I goes, look, put a dead long dreadlock in my air with a skull on it. And the bloke goes, you sure? Because that sounds like a stupid idea. I goes, I've never been more sure of anything since I started to dress this way. And the bloke goes, I'll do it, but it's against my ethos as an hairdresser. It's like a horse's tail. It's stupid. I'm going to take it out. It. But it's, it's sort of, it's melded in there with solder. Why have you got that? I don't know, mate. I got I came over a week and just did it. I thought it would look good. I just got carried away. I'm going to get it out. I can Is get it human it. hair? 
No, I'm going to get it out and I'm going to give it away as a prize. If you want to no win one this prize, no one wants that dirty also thing. Also, want a prize? <laughs> no one wants that dirty thing. People it. want that dirty thing. Might as well sell your dandruff. Are we going to have Noel Gallagher on the show? Has he come through yet? We're trying. To, you need to come in here and get his own number. We're going to ring old Noel Gallagher. They need his own number, which we have got in our special little pockets. Right. And also, where's that sleep expert? Nick keeps ringing him. Sleep expert ain't opening the phone. <laughs> opening the phone. <laughs> Some people say that in Spain. Do they? <laughs> yeah, they say things like, why you not power the light? They say weird things. Uh, they say weird things about like... Blame the Spanish. You it's said it. It's the Spanish. It's the bloody... People say that in Spain, the idiots. <laughs> like, what's wrong with them, Matt? Try to deflect they say, open the light. They say, open the light. And, and like, sort of say, like, punch the tap. They say weird things like that. Oh, do you want to fiddle sticks the bin? They do, honestly, Don't Matt. blame all... the Spanish. Spanish. They're a noble nation. No, Unlike you, who can't say beetle. Beetle, open your phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're it losing it. You need I, a holiday. I don't need a holiday. Work, 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 <laughs> work. Keeps us strong. Take both the numbers in case he's somewhere else. You know what he's like. He sneaks off to the countryside to bring up his baby. But we'll find that Noel Gallagher and we'll ring him up on the show. We would be sent to a sleep expert, but he's sleeping to a sleep yeah, expert. Yeah, I'm gonna sleep to you. <laughs> I like sleep to you. The sound of his breathing. We'll sleep to it, shall we? Can I sleep you in your middle? I've been looking at your middle. When I want to sleep it. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so what? It's what are you going on about? Look, I'm just doing my job, all right? If you want a holiday, it might make me <laughs> have a mental breakdown. So that's something you have to consider when you're off on your butler day. So... Nikki from Somerset says, I've got, ah, oh, hello, Russell, Matt, and Mr. G. I had a job interview this week, which I completely mucked up. I tried to use some of your pre-gig methods and stood in the toilet for as long as I could. That is not the method. You were in there, <laughs> chanting, not just standing in a toilet like as a Joe Orton character. I drink from the bottle, I can last another day. <laughs> Cats do it. How bad can it be? I mean, yeah, it tastes a bit toilet ducky, but it's basically okay. <laughs> it's not just standing in a toilet. As soon as I come out, I'm going to get this job if they're still there. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I've entered back into a Mad Max-style dystopia. Society's ended. I'm a toilet duck freak now. I've evolved all strange. Yeah, it's not about standing in toilets for long periods of time. It's it, about... It seems like that for the team. Does it? The team think that I'm just standing it in geez. a toilet? Jeez, on agreed. stage while you're in the toilet. I'm Mr. McKenna. Um, <laughs> Mr. McKenna, I just felt a feeling. I wonder if it would help. Uh, I've done a poo. <laughs> I've just looked at it. It's disgusting. I can't go on knowing that I've got things like that living in my tum-tum. Uh, <clears throat> I stood in the toilet, says Nikki from Somerset, as long as I could, before people started to think I was unusual, and focus on not saying anything stupid. It didn't work. It was in a glass office. I started to... Don't go to the toilet in a glass office, you lunatic. It just sounds like a glorious work of art. It was in a glass office. I started to think... I started to suffer from dehydration and became distracted by my own reflection because I could see how red I was going. Oh, that sounds intense. You could see... This poor person could see their own reflection, could see how red they were going. They were worried they by it. They don't deserve the job. They're obviously an idiot. They sound underqualified. Nicky, you're not ready what for job jobs. What job was it? Let's find out. And in the letter. Not a surgeon or something. Yeah, I'm still wincing at the memory of the event. I thought you could probably help me to master my nerves. Because other than lettuce bikinis, which are your kryptonite, that's when those uh, Peter people came in here in, in lettuce bikinis, you always seem in control and confident. Thank you very much. I always am. <laughs> I'm also chronically awkward talking to anyone I find attractive. I can't look them in the eye because I look, look all shifty. I met you and Matt once and I thought I was going to pass out. Help me, please. Nikki from Somerset. Nikki, 
You are a foolish person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the toilet when you're going to a job interview, unless you just need to go to the toilet. Yeah, it's good to go somewhere private and quiet and prepare yourself and just think, really, nothing matters. Don't get all worked out about a job. You're going to get a job one day. Everything's okay. The only thing that can stop not you that get a job, job. obviously. No, not that one. You've gone red. Gone red. <laughs> Bogged well in. <laughs> Beetroot head. No, but like, if you'd like, you've got to just focus on you're as good as anyone else. There's nothing to worry about. Everything is. Really, just gentle and in harmony. Now, get the old Copyright, confidence. Copyright, Paul McKenna. Get the confidence down into your belly, Willie. Then, don't worry about your belt. You can get another belt, <laughs> Nicky, from the summer set. Belts are basically replaceable objects. Now, get down there and save G. <laughs> Mr. G's been doing a 40-minute poem. <laughs> He's read the Jabberwocky 15 times. It's getting boring. Yeah, um, just, well, listen, love, you can get a job. Just don't worry about life so much. You're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Focus on your breathing. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Slowly control breathing. Also, imagine the person interviewing you in the nude. And if that's not good enough, imagine them nude with beetles crawling up and down their genitals, raping them. That'll calm them down. It's only a beetle doing it, a person doing it, wrong. A beetle doing it. Still wrong, but less wrong. Uh, isn't is Noel Gallagher on the phone? You're listening to this. Noel Gallagher! Hello, mate. Good morning. <laughs> you sound like a disappointed deputy headmaster. Yeah, well, I'm right in the middle of breakfast. Ah, oh, sorry. How's that baby coming on? Fabulous. He's had the midwife round today. Has he? Yeah. She's a bit bloody late and she's already been born. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, it's, this is the second time she's been Oh, she comes around for a bit of aftercare, does she? She comes around for tea and biscuits, yeah. Is he no, right? He's, he's, he's thriving, apparently. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I mm. can't imagine you producing anything other than lovely babies out of your glorious Noel Gallagher willy. Well... <laughs> <laughs> this is great news. <laughs> now, we all had a little listen to your record. And, oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, you've got all sort of country rock and roll. We, we like Con it. It's very good. We like country it. Country rock and roll? Sorry if we thought it sounded like. It's a fusion of those things. You're yeah, singing, you're you know? spelling that... C-O-U-N-T. <laughs> oh, right. out on that one, Noel. <laughs> it's good. Has it been well received? Are you happy with it? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think I played on the, on the, on the, on the radio yesterday. I don't know. I've not... Cause I'm, out, I'm out in the, uh, I'm out in the wilds just looking after me lad, you know what I mean? So I'm not really in London on the scene, man, do you know what I mean? I don't know what the word on the street is. Right, right. But if you like it, I would have thought that's probably the kiss of death. How <laughs> dare you! My opinion is very much a trendsetter. That's why I feel men in makeup with cowboy boots like in my music. Look uh, out no, your I window! Don't whether, I don't know whether that's what I was thinking of when I wrote that. If you look out <laughs> of your stinking window of your ivory tower... I'm looking at it now. You'll probably see everyone's wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> Alright, so get off your eye horse and look at the world, mate. And start <laughs> writing some records about me, for God's sakes. <laughs> Quick smart, because I'm the future, baby. Now... You're what? You're the future? Yeah, I'm the future. I'm pretty and much I'm, the future. You're very, very, very much part of the jaded present. <laughs> <laughs> you the future is just around the corner. There'll be somebody with more makeup and bigger hair and more stupidly tight trousers just around the corner. I'd like to see him try because I've had to wear my balls inside my body <laughs> so I can get these trousers on. So I don't know how they're going to do it. I'd like to see him. Well, they'll do it. <laughs> 
They won't do it because think about it, right? If there's someone as with as big hair, will they be as funny? And if they're as big-haired and funny, will they be as clever? And if they're as big-haired, funny and clever, will they be as ambitious? And if they're as big-haired, funny, clever and as ambitious, will they work so hard? And if they're so big-haired, clever, funny, ambitious and hard-working, will they be so ruthless? There you'll never find another Russell Brand. I'm the one, the only. You can't take that away from me, as Chesney York said. Well, you never find a bigger deviant anyway, I would have thought. <laughs> no, you won't. Mm. Now, why is your brother... Liam Gallagher stood on the front of some magazine looking like a little Japanese bag of dust. <laughs> <laughs> a bag of dust. He looks, Matt said he looks like he's, he's all airbrushed. Covered in dust and looking up. Oh, all yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, but the whole magazine's airbrushed that front. No, it looks too. weird. Yeah, well, he does look strange. Well, no, actually, that's how he looks these days. <laughs> <laughs> all dusty. Why has he gone dusty? I don't know, you'd have to ask him. <laughs> I will ask him. Give us his number. But the thing is with him is that you can't rely on him not to say something mad on the radio. No, you? but he doesn't. He doesn't have a mobile phone anyway. So he's he's actually un, he's un, he's uncontactable. He's, why did he doesn't have a mobile phone? I, th I think he loved it in the Thames. Really? What is a protest? Like the Beatles throwing their MBEs? No, because loads of people were phoning him, and he was out. He was he was out drinking, and you know, nothing comes between him and the booze. Right. And, uh, that was it. That's a go. And, this um, phone's coming up between me and the booze. Get in that river. <laughs> <laughs> what a brilliant bit of decision. I think you can only get in touch with him through his missus. Right, okay. Hey, oh, God, of course, I'm really important to ask you. You know that story I tell about when I met Liam backstage at the Brits oh, with yes. his wife, yeah. and that he said that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, which you'll That's have to... That's the funniest bit of your, new, of your new show. Which is a funny show throughout, out on DVD <laughs> very soon. We recorded them at Hackney Empire just the other day. Oh, did you get, oh, did you put a cardboard <clears throat> cut out of me in the seat, did you? Yeah, where were you? <laughs> where? Uh, I was with Jonathan Ross. You was, Jonathan, you was with Jonathan Ross? Yeah, because we both said we might come. That stinking, you stinking pair of traitors. We both met up in a pub with slagging you off. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worst nightmare. Yeah. People not coming to my gig and instead of meeting he up. Got, he's a proper idiot, isn't he? <laughs> I he's a total idiot. <laughs> well done. Look how professional he's on radio now. He's really yeah. good. He's really come on since we've been working with you. <laughs> we've really groomed you into something approaching an acceptable broadcaster. Now, in your absence, what I did is I popped down London's I got the stupidest, ugliest orangutan I had, <laughs> put a Beatles wig on it, give it a guitar, and said, don't bother to learn more than three chords. Just sat that there, and it pretty much done the job now, as a matter of fact. Saved some money on cardboard. Did it look like you playing that mandolin in that advert? <laughs> That's a good bit of mandolin playing by old Russ. I'm a I damn champion. We sat down and kept, obviously he didn't tell us you were doing it. And the first time it comes on, it's really funny. But after you've seen it three times, you just think, knob, get off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help that. Loot. <laughs> some gay sting. Go on, do one. Get in that lift. <laughs> get down to your seedy basement wherever you're going. <laughs> Don't try and imagine Licking the rest up of other people's urine. Hey, <laughs> oh. that doesn't happen in my life. We just had Lily Allen on the show. She wants me to wee in her hair. So get that down your bloody neck, mate. Well, what can I say, you know? Sitting around kids, being a farmer. I'm weird on pop stars, breed. baby. Actors' children <laughs> are odd. Oh, she's lovely. She was ever so nice on the she show. She is, she is, she is. Can't wait to get all weird on her, and that's going to be ace. Now, um, yeah, look, I'm worried about, because we're worried about, I'm worried about, having on the DVD a thing with Liam saying something mad about another member of All Saints. Do you think that Liam will react violently? Because I did mention it to him that time at Abbey Road, and he sort of went... Oh, all right, you know, and he seemed he seemed vaguely belligerent. Do you think he'll mind if I put it in? Well, that can I, and I'll be brutally honest about this, Russell. Yeah. The circles we move in, you're not even 
remotely. You're not, you're not remotely interesting to anybody. I suppose not. Now I'm in Hollywood. to moved above the old people well, that can't exactly. make it in America. I reckon you could put whatever you want on that DVD. The old no and not breaking America, folks. Nobody's going to see it apart from a of old swats in Dagenham going, going, Russell really, and he's really clever the way he just, he weaves, he weaves words into sentences that you don't think it's going to be funny. Not just Dagenham, but Detroit and Denver and other places in a little old country we call America. You put what you want on that DVD. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted. It was an It won't cause a ripple in Buckinghamshire. <laughs> <laughs> you look out that window at the cowboy booted horse. I'm looking out my window and I can see two deers. <laughs> They've probably been attracted by these well, rumours about yeah, your gayness. Just grazing. Just grazing there just if, if you could hear those deers, they'd be saying, ever since Bambi went on the ice, we were looking for a new icon. In Russell Brand, we have found that new hero. <laughs> That's what they'll be saying. Well, thank you very much for coming on and coldly, ruthlessly humiliating me. Why don't you go and eat your stinking... I'm actually, actually I'm going to make a cup of tea, I'm going to have a cigarette, and then I'm going to have a rather large... <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> There he goes, Noel Gallagher, everyone. After... He doesn't mean he's going to do it, he means he's going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> One of those deals. I'm going to have a rather large <laughs> yeah. which is what I eat now. <laughs> I'll go out there, I'll stand behind that deer <laughs> with my hands cupped. <laughs> really rude on that r programme just now that we're making still our programme. Right, let's listen to the record. What will it be, Matthew? We've run out of records. Cause no, we've not. We've got loads. Let's have Rufus Wainwright, Oh, What a World. Yeah, I like it. Oh, him, actually, no, Todd Runger and Dust in the Wind. Dust in the wind, no Rufus Rainwright. Oh, right. Rufus and that. I like Rufus Rainwright. I am turning to Janet Rufus! Come and pop him on. What song is it? Oh, what a world. Oh, yeah, what a world, baby. What a world. <laughs> Do you listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2? That sleep expert still ain't answering his phone. Lazy. Unreliable. Unreliable sleep expert. Let's leave a message for him on his aunt's phone. <clears throat> What's his name again? Right, while they get him on the phone, this is the end of the show now. Thank you to all our guests. Lily Allen, Noel Gallagher, Conquer Champion, Chris Jones. But now, to summarise our show, my wonderful support act and England's greatest poet is the poet laureate of the show, Mr G, everyone. Woo, yes, all right, yeah, atmosphere. Woo. Yeah, G. Okay. Waiter, waiter, I'm now ready to place my order. I've been perusing your list of Moorish delights through which my eyes have been exploring. According to the menu, the Matthias Morgan is of a good year, and the windows in the venue are cleaned by orphan funds to remain clear. The chef's recommendation is Russell and Lily sprinkling a la carte, and judging by the strumming, they're swinging to keep their conkers hard. Such a hearty meal can cause a clasp to break from belts, and for dessert we serve the finest yogurts from boobs that greatly swell. And for an after-dinner mince, we offer a selection of condoms and bibs to give your visits to the sex jacuzzi an unusually special lift. And for a tip, well, the service is included in the protruding dread locker. Maybe pregnant beetles should seek their weight advice from an insect McKenna body doctor. Mr. G won the world's best poets, won the best poems the world's ever done. Right, sleep expert. <laughs> <laughs> the world done a poem. They're well done. Well, you use G. Do a poem out of right. This is the sleep bloke's answer phone. We're going to leave a message for him. Is it coming through, Nick? Check yeah? the number and redial. Check the number and redial. You've dialed an incorrect number. You are an idiot. He's an insomniac producer. He's so tired he can't even dial the sleep expert that he's only got on the show to solve his own problems. Now, focus on what you're doing. Right, so next week, who knows who'll be on the show? Could be Noel Fielding, could be David Williams, could be Mr. So. G Hello. Oh, if you expert. want to re-record your message, press 1 right, at any time.
You lazy sleep doctor! What are you doing there? Just sleeping? Lazy bones, sleeping in the sun. How you ever gonna get your day work done? Get up, you lazy sleep doctor. China is still occupying Tibet. We're no closer to the truth. We'll have to do that on next week's show. Now, will you please get your lazy sleep doctor ass out of the bed? Stop fiddling with yourself and do some sleep doctoring, you big, sexy sleep doctor perv. You got anything to add, Matt? No. Right, well, <laughs> goodbye then. I, I love you still very much in spite of everything. All right, bye-bye. Call us. We'll talk to you next week, you big layabout. There he goes. That's the best damn sleep doctor I've ever met. Right, OK, well, uh, do this next week and uh, download the podcast. Always stay with us. Don't watch that advert if it annoys you. But no, it's good, that advert. How dare he attack it? Oh, he makes me so angry. That record you've done is bloody stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right, so there we go. That is the Russell Brown Show. We've had a fantastic time. Listen next week to our show. Matt Morgan will be back in a couple of weeks. Mr G will be here. Thank you very much. Love you. Bye-bye. Here is some news. 81 online. Da-la-la. I love you.